Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. You've probably seen movies about it. Every once in a while, you read about it in a newspaper. I've actually encountered it a few times in real life with real people where that uh, person finds out that his or her spouse was living a completely different life, totally unknown to that individual. Well, we're not going to tell you about every one of those situations I've encountered, but today we're going to tell you about one. Now, beyond that, when we tell you that story, we're going to ask you what you would have said to them. Now, we'll share what we said, we'll share what we said, I should say, and we'll explain it in great detail. But but we also first want to hear you. There's a new segment, and that segment is... Love them or leave them. <laughs> what is that segment? In <laughs> that segment, we are going to talk about these crazy marriage situations. I mean, this is something we're going to do every week, but today's situation is this person was leading a double life and we're going to tell you all about it and hint it keeps getting worse (laughs) and then we want to know would you love them or would you leave them would you stay or would you go what would you do we want to hear from you in the comments so this is based on interaction we want to hear from you we want to interact with you as we get into that segment. But first, we're going to start with some questions. Okay, let's do that, but we'll get to that story. Now, so understand right now that if you're watching live, you get to interact with us. And when we get to the love them or leave them, we're going to say not only which would you suggest to that wife, because it was a wife in the situation that discovered it, but why? We want to know mm. your reasoning. It's going to be a pretty interesting section. That'll yeah. come up in a couple of minutes. And so stay tuned for that story. It's a true story, a couple I actually dealt with, and it's pretty fascinating. We have some crazy stories in the lineup for the next few weeks. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. But let's take a couple of questions just before we get to that. And we'll get yeah. to that story very quickly. But let's start with a couple of things that people have been asking us about. Yeah. So here's a question that recently came in that I just find fascinating. So it says, my husband won't move back home and out of the home that he's living in with another woman right now. Mm-hmm. So he won't move out of that home and back home with us until my parents move out. Ah. What should I do? Okay, let me make sure I understand. He's willing to come home. That's what she says. He's ready to leave the other woman. That's what she says. But, at least currently still living with the other woman. Right. Mm -hmm. But her mom and her dad are there, and he said, not coming home as long as they're there. And then it begs the question of why are her parents there? Mm -hmm. So is it because they're taking care of her parents? Possible. Which is possible. Or is it because they've been living with her parents? They're a younger couple. They haven't moved out yet. And could I'm, be. Or it could be that they just moved in to take care of her because maybe she's been emotionally oh. distraught in mm-hmm. this situation. And so she's they're there for her, their daughter and their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get a question like that, we don't know all the details and, and therefore we're going to guess a couple of things. But let's just look at the real issue here. He's saying, Mm-mm, I will come home, but not until then. Okay, a mm-hmm. couple of options. Number one is, it's an excuse. Mm-hmm. He thinks they're going to stay there I am not coming home because they're there. It's just an excuse because I really want to stay with this other woman anyway. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if she tells her parents, you got to go and they leave, then she might wind up being completely alone because he still may not come home, mm-hmm. right? Or the other possibility might be, I mean, how would you be thinking? If, if your husband, if you'd moved away and your husband's saying, come home, and he's 
have his parents living there, would you want to move back with them in the house? I think it depends on my relationship with the parents. Hmm. But if you really wanted to fix the marriage, if you really wanted to work on it, would you want people in that house that you would perceive as being totally on the side of your spouse and against you? Well, probably not, but I probably would move back in. Okay, and the reason? Is because that's my option. I'm not going to wait and try and fix the marriage until they can get situated somewhere else. I would say that's what I wanted, but mm -hmm. I would move back in with the goal of in a month or two months or three months, we're going to transition them out. But I wouldn't wait until that happened. Okay. So here's a potential solution to this situation. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's assume that he's telling the truth. Let's assume it's not some kind of a con just right. to put things off. Mm -hmm. And even if it is a con, this probably still would work. What if you were to say to your husband something like this? I understand. You want to feel like this it's a neutral territory, that you've got as much authority and love and acceptance here as I do. And I can see how you might be thinking that my parents have heard all the bad things I've said about you. Mm -hmm. So I get it. I get the fact that you wouldn't feel comfortable they're here because you're going to feel like you're gained up on. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. I will ask them to move and we'll make arrangements and they will move X. Now X means a particular day. That might be Two weeks, that might be four weeks, it might be six weeks, whatever. I wouldn't make it any further than that. I definitely wouldn't make it any further than that. They'd say, and they're going to go ahead and make arrangements to have that happen. And, and I would prefer, if it were I, that you pick the two weeks as opposed to the six weeks and say, they'll just be here for a week, two weeks, that's all. Why? Just so that I can feel some security in the transition. And here's the deal. I'll talk to them in advance and I'll make sure they understand that they're to say nothing negative to you or about you. Mm -hmm. They're to treat you with absolute respect, kindness, and gentleness, mm -hmm. and that they will be gone. Now, of course, we're assuming mm -hmm. they have the ability to go. Mm -hmm. In other words, they're not ill and that right. kind of thing. And if that's the case, now, if, if, if they're ill and have to stay with you because of health reasons, we're talking about a different scenario. Mm -hmm. But if it's the one we think it is, that's my suggestion. Okay. One week, two weeks, you pick. They will move. Why that long? Because I want to feel secure myself, but I'll make sure that everything works well for you. Now, if he accepts that compromise, I think that's the one that works best. But what if he doesn't? You tell me. What if he doesn't? <laughs> I don't know. What if he doesn't accept that compromise? Then I would ask for his. Okay, so mm -hmm. what are you suggesting? And if he says, well, I've got to go first before I come home, then I would ask for some written some written documents. Mm -hmm. Okay. I need you to write that you're definitely coming home on this date. And that if you don't, if somehow you change your mind and I'm left high and dry here because now I'm by myself and they're gone, that certain things are going to uh, occur. As a matter of fact, write it down. You're going to give me this much money or you're going to do this or that, whatever it might be. It's not that I'm trying to treat you like I don't trust you, but you understand that there's some apprehension on my part that I'll be alone if you change your mind at the last minute after they leave. Mm -hmm. So what will you do to assure me that will happen and to create a situation where it has to happen mm -hmm. or something negative happens with you? Mm -hmm. Now, the third scenario is if he says, ah, no, you've got to trust me more than that, then you've got to decide. Do you roll the dice? Do you take the risk? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if I do this, will he really come home? Now, you know him, we don't. If you think he has enough integrity that he'll really do what he says, then maybe you just tell him to go ahead and leave and he comes home. Mm -hmm. But I certainly wouldn't think, okay, I'm going to keep my parents here for a long time and he has to put up with that. He obviously has some kind of fear or problem with that. And if you're going to work it out, it always calls for a compromise. Yeah. And compromise always says, 
try to make it where both people get the core of what they want. You want to feel safe? He wants to feel that he's safe as well. Figure out how to do that mm -hmm. and this will work. That's good. One thing that I would really love to know though is how many people actually have in-law issues? So it's something we hear about a lot. I thankfully have great relationships with my in-laws. My husband, of course, loves my parents as well. So we don't have that issue. But if that's something that you're hearing this story and in this situation and you're saying, yeah, I feel for that husband. I'm in that same boat. I wouldn't want to move back in because I don't have a good relationship with my in-laws. Just comment and say, yeah, that's that's me. In-laws <laughs> in -laws are a struggle well, in our relationship. Generally speaking, generally speaking, and of course there are all kinds of exceptions, but generally speaking, you are better off to be in your own home mm -hmm. that neither parents are living in. Now, sometimes you can't do that because the parents get old, they get sick, you need to help them. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to put that down at all, but generally speaking, you're better off to be in your own home. You know, it's almost time. We'll tell you that story. Hey, maybe one more quick question. Within the yeah. next five minutes, we're going to get to that story and do love them or leave them where we get it's your opinion. It's okay. And we'll do that within five minutes. But let's get a quick question. In. So we have one that's come in and she says, can you explain what it means and how you go about showing acceptance of a person, but not the behavior? Okay. That's a hard line. <sighs> All right, let's just put it this way. Um, I am a recovering alcoholic. Uh, I had a lot of trouble with alcohol a few years earlier in my life, and uh, my wife and, and physician did an intervention to get to deal with that. My wife accepts the fact that I'm an alcoholic. She accepts the fact that I have a, a tendency to be addicted to things such as alcohol. Now, she accepts that. She accepts the, that I have those emotions. She accepts that I have that weakness, if you want to call it that, that disease, if you prefer that approach. She accepts all those things. But she would not accept me coming home drunk on Friday night. Mm -hmm. And so accepting what a person feels is really what we're talking about. Who a person is. Okay, I accept the way you think. I accept the way you feel. I accept who you are. But there are certain behaviors that I cannot accept. Now be careful here. Don't make it every little thing. There are some things you might not like. They may irritate you, but you really need to tolerate and accept because that's who and what that person is. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, don't throw them out because they chew the ice. You know what I mean? Some people get really messed up like that. I can't stand hearing people chew ice. That's my sister. That's your sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might not be a good idea to end a marriage over that. Probably not. Okay, unless the person's doing it just to irritate the stew out of you. But, but if you're gonna pick what are the behaviors that I will not tolerate, make them as few as possible mm -hmm. and make sure they're ones that really, really matter. Mm -hmm. So Alice would not accept me coming home on, drunk on Friday night, but she does accept the fact that I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict, mm -hmm. an addict in recovery. She accepts. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of behaviors I do that she just tolerates because that's part of two people living together. So in general principle, that's the difference between accepting the person and accepting the person's behavior. Okay. So if someone is on, like this per, this woman, she said, well, my husband's addicted to meth, but they're trying to reconcile right now. So how do I accept that about him and still move forward in trying to reconcile? And it looks like, as you were saying, you say, I still, I love you as a person. I understand this is something you're, you're struggling with. I'm beside you, but you can't keep doing it. You have to get exactly. help for it. And that's when you build the consequences. And we, um, the very short version of that is you make tiered 
consequences. Here's what I mean by that. You have levels. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, you get into recovery. If that's a 12-step group, if that's go checking yourself into the hospital, you, you get into recovery. You do what you need to do to get over the meth. And, and if you come home using or I discovered that you're using it the first time, uh, you're out for a week. You can't come back. Mm -hmm. And if we decide to reconcile it to that, okay, if you do it the second time, you're out for a month. And uh, if I catch you and find out, you're out for a month. The third time, if we reconcile and try to, after that, the third time, then that's it. We're done. It's over. Now, if you set those kinds of criteria, the reason you set the levels or tiers is because addicts sometimes will, unfortunately, fall off the wagon. So you don't make it all, you know, one and done. That typically is not the best way to do it. Sometimes, though, it is the best way to do it. If a guy's having an affair, you may just say, you sleep with her again, and it's one and done. So sometimes you do. But with addicts, it's better off if you tear it. But there becomes a time. There comes a time when you say, that's it. I can't deal with that no more. Accept who he is, but don't accept him using the meth. There's a lot of help out there for those mm -hmm. people. And you just insist that he gets that help. I love you no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to live with us, mm -hmm. you're going to deal with that behavior. Yeah, that's good. All right. Is it time? I think it's time. It's time. Okay. So it's time for a... Love them or leave them. <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear you do that again. <laughs> this is a, a brand new segment that we'll be doing every week in this program where we're going to tell you a, a real story of real people. And then we'll change little pieces of the story to protect identities. But the stories themselves are true. It's really happened. And crazy. And... <laughs> they, <laughs> Well, it's probably not professional to say that people are crazy, but uh, the stories can be a little unusual. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you one. This was a couple I dealt with a few years ago, and I'll change a little detail or two. Uh, what happened was that uh, they decided to buy a house, and therefore they made the application to get the mortgage. And, of course, the, the mortgage company runs their credit report, and that's when... Oh, my gosh. That's when the wife discovered... So they had $30,000 in credit card debt on credit cards that she didn't know that they had. He'd been getting his credit cards and both their names, interestingly. So she also had a liability that she didn't know she had. Wow. So he was getting the credit cards and spending that money and the whole $30,000 was gone. Now, when she finds that out, she goes ballistic. It's like, first of all, you have to think, how did he think he could hide that? When he knew they were going to apply for a mortgage, he had to know that we're going to pull the credit reports. He had to know that we're going to see that debt in those credit cards. Um, but somehow he didn't. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just trying to think if it were me and this was happening and we figure this out. I don't know that I would be mad at first. And here's why. I'm thinking, surely there's a great explanation. Surely... My husband didn't do something so stupid. Surely he had, he'll come clean, it'll make sense, and we'll move on. That's what I'd be thinking at this point. And I think that you would. I know you, but that's not how she reacted at all. <laughs> Hers was very different. Now, I'm going to tell you more of the story. Um, but before I do, I'm going to tell you where the $30,000 went. I'm going to tell you even something after that. And then I'm going to tell you how she reacted. But in the meantime, we're at love them or leave them. So here's what we would ask of you, those who are watching live. Type in whether you think she should love him. In other words, we'll figure this out. Or if she should leave him like, oh, get out of Dodge. Now, if you're going to say love him or leave him, give your reason why. This is why she should love him and try to work it out. This is why she should 
leave him and not try to work it out. So go ahead and put that up there now. And, and as we go along, I'm going to tell you more of the story. But right now, just start responding to that. Now, in the meantime, we'll give a minute or two for them to do that. Mm -hmm. We need to uh, probably deal with one more quick question to give people time to start answering the love them or leave them unless they're already doing it so rapidly. They're not doing it rapidly yet. I think they're... I think they're thinking they're entering into a trick, maybe. No trick. No trick. No trick. Oh, one person said, I need more details first. Okay. I'll be glad to get more details as soon as somebody gives me a reason to love or leave. And I'll tell you the next <laughs> step. I'll tell you what happened next. We're waiting on you, people. Mm -hmm. We are okay. waiting on you. I see you. the people are entering over there. They are. So one person says, is he willing to get help? Okay. So you're But we don't questions. know that he's in, we don't know that he's done something he needs help for yet. All he's done is either bought a car or a boat. We don't know. Okay. <laughs> and you're thinking, why don't you just go ahead and tell us the whole story? It's because there are many people at this point mm -hmm. who would already have their opinion as to exactly what should happen, even without knowing the details. That's true. If this was your best friend that this happened to, ah. what would you tell them to do? Mm. So one person said, love them. I tend to always forgive. Another person says, does he have a plan to fix things? <laughs> okay. So at this point, let me go ahead and answer that question. No. So where did the $30,000 go? Where are those monies? I mean, are they recoverable, et cetera, et cetera. Remember now, she doesn't know what's been going on. So I'm actually sitting in a room with these people. They call me when she discovered it. I mean, they had just walked out of the, the mortgage lender's office where she'd seen the report and called and said, can you meet us? And they were friends of mine. I typically don't respond to people that rapidly, but they were friends of mine. And so I did. I went and sat down with them and, and she's still furious. I mean, she's just discovered this, right? And so I'm asking him a reasonable question. I think she'd already asked him like 40 times on the way over there, but he hadn't answered because at this point he's just kind of frozen. And I said, where's the money? He said, um, I gamble it all away. I would <laughs> take these credit cards and I would go to these sports uh, bars where that people were gambling and, and I was, putting the bets on my cards and I've lost all $30,000. And the reason I lost so much is because when I'd lose money, I would double up thinking I'll get it all back. And then I'd lose that and then I'd double up. And so I'd win something and think, oh, great, great. Now I can make some money. And he'd bet all that again until he was 30 grand in a hole. So that's where the money went. Therefore, the money is not recoverable. So to the one person who said, maybe they can sell the asset, the answer is no. No asset. <laughs> no asset to be sold. The money's gambled away, it's gone. Gambled away and gone. Mm -hmm. But that's not all. No, it's not. So are we getting any more love them or leave them based on the details so Well, far? so some people love them, love them. It's not, it's not smart to jump to conclusions. I would love him as long as he's willing to go to counseling. Love them because mistakes can be made and atoned for. Would you call it a mistake? No to gamble $30,000. So this is not a mistake. A mistake is something you do without meaning to. A mistake is when you hit the wrong key on the keyboard. That's a mistake. Right. This guy knew what he was doing. He didn't trip and fall into the mm, slot machine. No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, these credit card offers are coming. He's getting the mail. The wife never sees them. He activates the cards. He goes off and he gambles the money. He keeps them hidden from her. He, he gets the mm. statements. This guy's getting the mail, apparently, before she does. And, and he's hiding this from her like crazy. This is not a mistake. He knows what he's doing. He knows the jeopardy is putting them in. Now think about it. This is also affecting her future. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of the fact that they're about to buy their dream house. 
She's been looking forward to this. They haven't had a house before. They've been saving up money. Now, she knows where the saved money is. She didn't know about the other debt. And so now, not only does she not get her dream house, she gets slapped in the face of, what in the world have you been doing? So is anybody giving a reason as to why to love him or why to leave him? Love him and help with the addiction. Mm -hmm. That is a huge miscarriage of trust says one person. Mm -hmm. Was that a love them or leave them? That was a, that is a huge miscarriage of trust. <laughs> they don't there say was, leave or love. Huh? They don't say anything. Just mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. So then she looks at him and says, sports bar? Then you were drinking, right? At this point, he doesn't know whether to tell the truth or not. And I looked at him and said, listen, if you've got any shot at surviving in terms of your marriage, you better put everything on the table and tell the truth right now. And so he said, well, yeah, I was doing a lot of drinking. So he go to the sports bar and do a lot of drinking, do a lot of gambling. So now it's gotten worse, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how he got by with that, coming home without her knowing he'd been drinking heavily, I don't know. And you might be thinking, wow, what a naive woman. How does she not know any of these things? This guy had been pretty slick with all of this. Now, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have known or couldn't have known. I'm just saying that God was really good at what he did. And mm -hmm. then here was the next question she said. Sports bar, drinking, gambling, women. Women hang out of those places. Women that are not married women. Women that go there to Ooh. be with those guys. So have you been with any of those women? Now, before I answer that question, I want to see. What answer would you expect? And... What would you be saying to her at this point? So again, you're a best friend. You're having coffee with her. She's livid. She's telling the story. I think Kimberly's question was good. What are you saying to her at this point? Is anybody giving us any more information there? So we have people who keep asking questions. So do they have kids is one yes, question. Yes, they have children. One person said, okay, he's got to be willing to attend a recovery program and truly be willing to stop gambling. Another person said, um, was him allowing the credit to be checked a cry for help? So the fact that he let it happen without saying anything, I'm could that well have been a cry for help? I'm pretty well that it never crossed his mind that that would show up on the credit report as discussed by the banker. That the banker would see it, say, oh, they got credit card debt, and not think about and it And not again. think it would affect their, mm -hmm. their mortgage. He didn't realize the banker did. was going to go, what's this? And the mm -hmm. wife sees it. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't think it was a cry for help. I think he actually thought he was getting away with it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, that's based on my conversations with him, you understand? Yeah. So what's the bottom line here? Are they saying mostly saying love or mostly saying leave? Well, no one has said leave him, but there's a lot of stipulations. Like, if he's willing to X, Y, Z, then we could make it work. Hmm. Is mostly the... So none of you guys are thinking, wow, you can't trust this guy. If he's that good a liar and can pull this off for so long, how in the world can she ever trust him again? Nobody's saying anything like that? No. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, when it came to the women, when she was saying women, mm -hmm. at this point, this guy looked, had the, the proverbial deer in the headlight look. Mm -hmm. You understand? I mean, like, he, he had been caught, and you had been caught. He was terrified. He's thinking, I'm going to lose my marriage. I'm going to not be with my kids. I've really screwed my life up royally, which he had. But he swore that there were no women. He said, no, it was the liquor. It was the gambling, not women. By the way, I'm interested, would you have believed him if you were she? If, if you were the wife and he said, no, no women. At this point in this story, sitting in front of me in this office in which we met, would you have believed him when he said that? What about you? Would you have believed him? I want to say that I would. But putting, man, trying to actually put myself in this situation is difficult. It would see, 
she would have to feel so surreal. Like, this can't be happening. This isn't real. This isn't real. I think she was in some degree of shock, but she was really mad. Mm-hmm. So did anybody respond to that, whether they would believe or not? I would expect that he was cheating and to further numb his feelings of failure. Um, so many addictions leave him. Okay, so we finally got to leave him. One person. Now, now, you did make an assumption there that's not necessarily a valid assumption. Remember, right. you see that assumption? What did that um, person just write? He was cheating to further numb his feelings of failure. Feelings of failure. Now, you're assuming he's feeling failure. That's an assumption. And, and what we tend to do is this, that when we run into situations, we tend to think, have I been in a similar situation? And then you think other people think the same way you think, or that other people are, are like the other people in the situation that you've faced. And if you haven't personally faced that situation, others that you've heard about, And so I'm guessing whoever wrote that has heard a situation similar to this where the person really was dealing with feelings of failure and therefore assuming it fits the situation. Now, that's one thing that in our business, we continue to urge people, don't do that. Now, it's human nature. We do it, but don't do that. Why? Because every individual is unique. And the stories, while they have great similarities, the individuals are unique in those stories, therefore different. And as far as I know... He didn't have a sense of failure. Now, he was afraid because he'd been caught. He was terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if he had a sense of failure, I never saw it. Hmm. So some people have said, I would not have believed him. Another person said, love him. Maybe he was feeling neglected by his wife, maybe feeling empty in some part of his life. Some other, another person said, wouldn't believe him, but still not leave. I still wouldn't leave without full details. Mm-hmm. And then finally, addicts lie about everything. There can be no trust. Hmm. Now, addicts are good liars. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm a recovering addict. I can tell you, addicts are just really good liars. Mm-hmm. But to say addicts lie about everything mm, is an overstatement. Because even addicts, they typically lie about the things that help them do their addictions. It doesn't mean they're going to lie about everything in life. So if an addict looks at his, his daughter and says, I love you, don't think that's a lie. Mm. He, he would really feel that. So mm, be careful. Be careful not to overjudge, to make statements that sound reasonable. Because addicts are really good liars. I agree with that. And therefore, when you say they lie about everything, it sounds like something that would be true. Oh, well, since they are great liars, they lie, but you're right. But that's how we often get off track. We hear things that sound reasonable, but if you really start taking them apart, they're not. And I'm convinced that this guy didn't lie about everything. So she looked at me and said, is he lying when he said that there were no women? Mm. Now, she's looking for my judgment. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm not God. (laughs) I can't know for sure if a guy's lying or not. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things we look for, certain things we try to pay attention to to make a judgment about whether or not a guy's lying. But she looked at me and she said, is he lying about the women? Now, I guess I should have told the rest of the story. Because when she said, was there drinking? The first thing he said, she, he answered, he said, no, that was his first answer. And I looked at him and said, you're lying. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, and that had happened a couple of more times. I'd looked at him and said, you're lying. And then he told her the truth. Then he told her the truth. So how did you I know? Well, you know, I you don't always knew. know. But in our business, we've been trained and we mm-hmm. work with so many people that there are kind of some telltale signs that you see. And I was pretty convinced that I was right. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, again, I'm not God, but I was pretty convinced I was right. And, and I'd been hitting it dead on. You're lying. You're lying. And then he would tell the truth. And, and now, so when he says no women, she looks at me and said, is he lying? What do you think I said? I think you said that he was telling the truth. I said, I think he's telling the truth. I think it has to do with the liquor. I think it has to do with the thrill. I don't think it has to do with the fact that he's looking for another woman in his life or even that he would have time for one because it was really about the thrill of the gamble, the thrill of the alcohol. If you understand an addiction, addicts tend to do a lot of different things. That's true, but I think he was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. All right, so you've heard almost all of the story now. Remember, he lied. I would call him on it. He's now saying these things that I think, okay, he's telling the truth. Now she's got to make a decision. Mm -hmm. What do you think she did? Or are people still suggesting as to what she should do? Not yet. No, they haven't suggested what I, what would I do? Yeah. What would you do? I would definitely be angry. There definitely have to be something. I, I would not leave my husband because of that though. No, $30,000 is a lot, but it's not unmanageable. It's not the end of our world. Mm -hmm. And so, and honestly, I couldn't do anything anyway because it's in my name too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't really have much of an option, but uh, you know, like some of these people have said, there's got to be accountability Mm -hmm. and there's got to be, I have to know he's not going to keep lying. Mm -hmm. What did you say? I pretty much agree with the whole thing. I said to her, you have a decision to make. Here's the decision. Her first decision is, are you going to throw him out or are you going to try to work this out? Are you going to love him? I'll leave him. That's your first decision. Now, if you decide to leave him, then you've got other decisions to make. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to go see an attorney? Are you going to make sure he leaves your house today? What are you going to do in terms of telling the kids? I mean, if you decide to leave him, there's a whole lot of things you've got to work through. If you decide to love him, there's a whole lot of things to work through. Mm-hmm. So since we're about out of time, should I cut to the chase and say what they did? Love him through it. It's fixable. That's what someone says. Well, here's, here's a question. What if there's a third option of temporary leave him? Yeah, and we tend to advise people not to do that. I know we do, but people think of it all the time. People say, well, he deserves a consequence for the action, and the consequence should be that either he is kicked out of the house or I leave him for an X amount of time, and that's his punishment. Yeah, just yesterday. Mm-hmm. The day before this is being done, I uh, talked to a guy who talked about the fact that he separated from his wife, he left her, and he talked about some of the problems they had and what degree of peace he feels because they're not in the same house right now. You say, well, that's a good thing. Mm, it's all according to whether you want to try to fix the marriage or not. You see, when you do separate, when there's tension, there's conflict, there's stress like this, and you separate, each of you do feel, tend to feel some degree of relief because you're not right there facing that situation. Mm-hmm. You say, that's good. Well, here's the bad. It makes it difficult to go back through all you got to go through to fix it because mm-hmm. it's like, hmm, I'm feeling better now that we're apart. Mm-hmm. Why should I go face that? I have to deal with all that junk to fix it. And so we tend to recommend, should you ever separate? Oh, there are times. If you're in danger, if your kids are in danger, yeah, get away. But otherwise, we suggest that you're really going to do better if you stay here. So we try to encourage people away from that third option mm-hmm. of temporary apart unless somebody's in danger. Mm-hmm. Then, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish I could tell you what happened, but we're out of time. Sorry. <laughs>
<laughs> Choose your own ending. Is anybody picking at what she, they think she did? Not what she did. It re one person says it really depends on his ability to agree that this is unacceptable behavior and he must be willing to get help. And that was definitely part of what happened. Mm. Uh, she decided to stay with him. And, and some people are shocked because it's like, I'd throw that bum out. I'd never take him back. And that's why I say you'll be shocked at what she did. So many people are because she chose to forgive him, even though he had cost her her dream house. Mm. But there were criteria. You will get into a 12-step group for gambling. You will do that. And I will take over all the money. And every quarter, we're doing a credit report. Hmm. I'm going to see if you've done something yeah. else out there. And so you're going to go through the process you need to. Oh, and you're also taking a second job to pay back this $30,000. Now that's the real consequence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> taking so that second job. You're going to do job. all of these things. So I'll handle the money. We'll get the credit reports regularly. You're going to get that next job and you're going to do those things. And, and these are the criteria and boundaries that I'm setting because I think at heart, you're a good man who has done a bad thing. And therefore we will get past this. Mm -hmm. Now, to this day, and that's been a few years ago when this happened, she still handles all the money. I mean, doesn't have the second job anymore, mm -hmm. but she handles all the money. And I think maybe they were probably at a yearly credit report now where she just makes sure that that thing doesn't rise up and bite them in the butt. But you understand that the shocking thing is she believed he was a good guy after he had lied to her and destroyed her dream. Mm -hmm. Now, at some point, they'll get back to that dream. Mm -hmm. But rather than being bitter and regularly accusing him, look what you cost me. Yeah. She forgave him, moved on, and they have a new goal. That's good. That's really good. Okay. Next week, we'll use a different story. Maybe one that gets more interesting responses as to what you guys think about the love or leave. And I'm always interested to see what people think and what they say. I know. I know. We have some good ones queued up. So stay tuned. We'll be talking about what next week's is going to be. And we, we look forward to it. So... I hope you have a great rest of your week. Joe, what do you have planned for the week? <laughs> I've got so much to do this week, including the fact that I'm, uh, I just flew in from Texas where I spoke yesterday, and I'm about to head out to speak down in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a heavy speaking schedule this summer. So in addition to all my work for Marriage Helper, I'm out speaking a lot of different places. Yeah, I spoke at the Air Force earlier. Just spoke for the Air Force yeah. a couple of weeks ago, a unit down in Florida that's an awesome unit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun stuff happening. Yes. Well, have a great rest of your week, and we look forward to seeing you next Monday. Have a good one.